Welcome to Zichudav Siman, member of Avram Goldar, and Tirim Resekhesh Kalim, Daf Yudtes, the seventh parak, Ma'ol Shunimsu. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, the next Mishnah states, Ma'ol Shunimsu ben Hashkalim Nadava. If coins are found between the chest, Mark Shkalim, and the chest marked Nadava, which is for voluntary communal offerings, if they're close to the Shkalim, they should be deposited into Shkalim. And if they're close to the Nadava, they should be deposited into Nadava. Maxala Maxala Yipul Nadava. If they're equidistant between the two, they should fall into the Nadava chest. After stating more cases, the Mishnah concludes that this is the general rule. We follow the closer one, even to be lenient, when their equidistance were required to be more machmir. The Gemara explains that there are some that say that the reason that voluntary communal offerings in the Dava chest takes precedence over Shkalim is that if the coins were deposited into Shkalim, they might not end up being used and become part of the Shiari Halishka and will be used for non-sacrificial purposes, such as repairing the walls of Yushalayim. Others say the reason is, is that a coin found equidistant between Shkalim and the Dava is like the case of one who died after separating a shekel. Where the lacha is, is that the shekel is deposit in the Nadava chest. Pointing to the next Mishnah states, Coins that are found in front of the premises of animal dealers in Yerushalayim are always assumed to be Meiser Shani. The Tilkan Chatatin explains that after the Regalim, people would not take their surplus Meiser Shani monies home, but would leave them with relatives in Yerushalayim to spend. Therefore, it was presumed that the majority of monies found at any time of the year were Meiser Shani. The Mishnah continues, and coins found in Harabais are always assumed to be Chulun. The Tikkun Chadon explains that even during the Regal, we assume the monies are Chulun since we go after the majority of the year, and the monies found during the Regal may have been lost before the Regal. The Mishnah continues and says that monies found elsewhere in Yerushalayim are always assumed to be Meiser Shani, during the Regalim and Chuan the rest of the year. And pointing between the midst of its discussion regarding Sveikos, the Gemara brings a price to the teachers. Teisha Chanuyos Mochus Basu Nevela, Vachus Mocheres Basar Shchuta. If there are nine stores in town that sell Nevela meat, and one store selling Shechted meat, Nishapolo Choshesh. If one bought meat from one of the stores but does not know which, he must be concerned with the possibility that he bought Nevela. The Carbonate explains that concerned, Choshesh, means that the matter is not definite. He cannot eat the meat in question because it's possibly Nevela, but he would not be high Malkus since it's not definite. This is based on the rule, Kol Kavul Whatever is fixed in its place is treated as 50-50 so that the minority is treated as making up half the total amount. The Gemara continues, But where the meat was found in the street, and it cannot be determined from which store it came, we follow the majority. The carbonate explains that since the majority of stores sell Nevela, the found meat is assumed to be Nevela, and the one who eats it is Chai Malkus. So once again, the three points are number one. The next Mishnah states, Maushin Nimsu ben Nadava. If coins are found between the chest, Mark Shkalim and the chest marked Nadava, which is for voluntary communal offerings, if they're closer to the Shkalim, they should be deposited into Shkalim. And if they're closer to the Nadava, they should be deposited into Nadava. Maxala Maxala Yipula Nadava. If they're equidistant between the two, they should fall into the Nadava chest. After stating more cases, the Mishnah concludes, Zahakal, this is the general rule, Hochen Akhar Hakar We follow the closer one, even to be lenient. Maxal Maxal Hachmir, where they are equidistant, we are required to be more Machmir. Thigmore explains that there are some who say that the reason that the Nadava chest, the one for voluntary communal offerings, takes precedence over Shkalim is that if the coins were deposited in Shkalim, they might not end up being used and will become part of the Shiyari Halushka and will be used for non-sacrificial purposes, such as repairing the walls of Yushalayim. Others say the reason is, is that a coin found equidistant between Shkalim and Adava is like the case of one who died after separating a shekel, 
But the luck is, is that the shekel is deposited in the Nadava chest. Pointing to the next Mishnah states, Moshe Nimsu Kne Sochri Meiser, coins that are found in front of the premises of animal dealers in Yushalayim are always assumed to be Meiser Shani. The Tilkin Chadin explains that after the Regalim, people would not take their surplus money, Shani monies home, but would leave them with relatives in Yushalayim to spend. Therefore, it was presumed that the majority of monies found at any time of the year before the Sochri Behema were Meiser Shani. The Mishnah continues, and coins found on Harabais are always assumed to be Chuan. The Tikkun Chadim explains that even during the Regalim, we assume it as Chuan since we go after the majority of the year, and the monies found during the Regal may have been lost before the Regal. The Mishnah continues and says that monies found elsewhere in Yushalayim are assumed to be Maizusheni during the Regalim and Chuan the rest of the year. And point number three, in the midst of its discussion regarding Sveikos, the Gemara brings a brace that teaches Teisha Chanuyas Mochros Basar Nevela Ba'akas Mocheros Basar Shchuta. If there are nine stores in town that sell Nevela meat and one store selling Shechted meat, Nischafuglo Choshesh. If one bought meat from one of the stores but doesn't know which, he must be concerned for the possibility. The Karban Haida explains that Choshesh concerned means that the matter is not definite. He cannot eat the meat in question because it's possibly Nevela, but he would not be Chai Malkus since it's not definite. This is based on the rule of kol kavul kamechzal mechzadami. Whatever is fixed in its place is treated as 50-50, so that the minority is treated as making up half of the total amount. The Gemara continues, But when the meat was found in the street, and it cannot be determined from which store it came, we follow the majority. The Karban Ha'id explains that since the majority of stores sell Nevela, the found meat is assumed to be Nevela, and one who eats it is Chai of Malkus. All right, so now we go to our Simfer Duff Yotes, and our standard simon is a yacht. A yacht. So here goes. The coin collectors on the yacht tour were having a blast, trying to figure out which chest a drop coin belonged to, and listening to the lecture on Meister Shani's status of lost coins in Yerushalayim, until the waiter told him he couldn't recall if the Fleischuk dinner he served them came from the kosher store or the nine trafe ones. Once again in slow motion. The coin collectors on the yacht tour. Yacht. That must be one duff. Yutes. The coin collectors on the yacht tour were having a blast trying to figure out which chest a drop coin belonged to, which reminds us that the next mission states, If coins are found between the chest mark Shkalim and the chest mark Nadava, which is for voluntary communal offerings, if they're close to the Shkalim, they should be deposited into Shkalim. If they're close to Nadava, they should be deposited into Nadava. Maxilla, maxilla, yipu Nadava. If they're equidistant between the two, they should fall into the Nadava chest. After stating more cases, the mission concludes, the We fall the closer one even to be lenient, mechzal, mechzal, lachmer. When they are equidistant, we are required to be more machmer. The Gemara explains that there are some who say that the reason that the Nadava takes precedence over Shkalim is that if the coins were deposited into Shkalim, they might not end up being used and become part of the Shi'ar Lishka and will be used for non-sacrificial purposes, such as repairing the walls of Shkalim. Others say the reason is that a coin found equidistant between Shkalim and Nadava is like the case of one who died after separating a shekel, where the lucky is, is that the shekel is deposited in the Nadava chest. So the coin collectors on the Yatu were having a blast trying to figure out which chest a drop coin belonged to and listening to the lecture on Meister Shani's status of lost coins in Yushalayim, which reminds the next Mishnah states, Maushin Nimsuifne Sokri Behemelol Meister coins that are found in front of the premises of animal dealers in Yushalayim are always assumed to be Meister Shani. The Tikkun Chadin explains that after the Regalim, people would not take their surplus Meister Shani's home, but would leave them with relatives in Yushalayim to spend. Therefore, it was presumed that the majority of monies found at any time in the year 
In front of the Sokri Behemoth were Maizu Shani. The mission continues that coins found in Harabais are always assumed to be Chuan. The Tikkun Khan explains that even during the Regal, we assume they are Chuan since we go after the majority of the year. And the monies found during the Regal may have been lost before the Regal. The mission continues and says that monies found elsewhere in Yishalayim are assumed to be Maizu Shani during the Regalim and Chuan the rest of the year. So the coin collectors on the yacht tour are having a blast trying to figure out which chest a drop coin belonged to. And listen to the lecture on Meister Shani's status of lost coins in Yushalayim until the waiter told him he couldn't recall if the flashic dinner he served them came from the kosher store or the nine trafe ones. Which reminds us that in the midst of a discussion regarding Sveikas, the Gemara brings a price to the teachers. If there are nine stores in town that sell Nevela meat and one store is selling Shechta meat, this Chalfogol Koshis, if one bought meat from one of the stores but doesn't know which, he must be concerned for the possibility that he bought Nevela. The Korban Eid explains that concerned means that the matter is not definite. He cannot eat the meat in question because it's possibly Nevela, but he would not be Chai Malka since it's not definite. This is based on the rule of Kol Kavul Whatever is fixed in its place is treated as 50-50, so that the minority is treated as making up half of the total amount. The word continues, Lenim says, but where the meat was found in the street, and it cannot be determined from which store it came, we follow the majority. The Carbon Eight explains that since the majority of stores sell Nevela, the found meat is assumed to be Nevela, and one who eats it is Chayav Malkus. So once again, the coin collectors on the yacht tour are having a blast trying to figure out which chest a drop coin belonged to, and listening to the lecture on Meister Shani's status of lost coins in Shalim, until the waiter told him he couldn't recall if the flesh dinner he served them came from the kosher store or the nine trade funds. All right, now it's time for a poor back Hazara. Dov Tezvav. So the symbol for Dov Tezvav is a fruit bowl. So here it goes. The unassuming fruit bowl. Fruit bowl. That must be on Dov Tezvav. Two. Two Bishvat. The unassuming fruit bowl where people would give and take tzedakah discreetly, which reminds the next mission discusses the Lushka's Choshain, the chamber of the discreet, where sin-fearing people would deposit donations into it discreetly and anim from aristocratic families would sustain themselves from it discreetly. And the Gemara illustrates the importance of tzedakah perform discreetly. Rabbi Yonah said the Pasuk and him does not write Ashrei Nosen Ladal, praise be he who gives to the needy, rather it's written Ashrei Maskil Eldal, praise be he who contemplates the needy. This refers to one who looks at a mitzvah to see how to best perform it so that it should not be demeaning to the poor person. When Rabbi Yonah would see a poor person from an aristocratic family who lost his estate, he would say to him, my son, since I heard that you have a Yerusha coming to you and you'll soon be out of your financial difficulties, take this money now and you'll repay me when you receive your Yerusha. After the Ani took the money, he would then tell him he's giving to him as a gift. And the Tikkun Chadun explains that when Rabbi Yonah told the Ani, that he will repay, he meant that one day the Ani will repay the favor by helping out another Ani, and that Ani might be Rabbi Yonah's descendant, since poverty is a cyclical phenomena. So the unassuming fruit bowl, where people would give and take tzedakah discreetly, was always next to the bed of the tzaddik, who suffered afflictions for being slow to give. Which reminds the Gemara brings the story of Nachim Ishgamzu, who didn't give immediately to an Ani who had boils. Upon his return, he found the man dead, and facing the corpse, he said, May my eyes that did not prompt me to help you go blind, may my hands that did not stretch out to give you be cut off, and may my legs that did not run to give you be broken. After all these calamities happened to him, Rabbi Kiva visited him and expressed his dismay in seeing him in such a state. Nachum replied, Woe is me if I don't see you one day in such a state. Rabbi Kiva asked him why he was cursing him. Nachum responded, Why are you spurning afflictions? Afflictions are precious, and they atone for one's sins. So, the unassuming fruit bowl, where people would give and take tzedakah discreetly, was always next to the bed of the tzaddik, who suffered afflictions for being slow to give, and where a holy chest was buried deep, 
beneath him. Which reminds the opening mission of the sixth parak mentions a tradition that the arn was hidden under the dira etzim, the wood chamber where wood is kept to be burned on the mizbech. The Tikkun Chadin explains that Yoshiel Melch hid it towards the end of Bais Rishon. The Gemara brings a bright that teaches the name of Belezer that the arn went into exile with them to Bavel. Rabbi ben Lakish said the arn was hidden in its place, referring to a secret underground chamber that Shlomo Melch had built under the Kodesh Kadoshim. So once again, the unassuming fruit bowl, where people would give and take tzedakah discreetly, was always next to the bed of the tzaddik, who suffered afflictions for being slow to give, and where a holy chest was buried deep beneath them. Daf Tezayin, so the simmer Daf Tezayin is toes. So here goes. The crowds were standing on their tippy toes. Tippy toes, that must be wrong, Daf Tezayin. The crowds were standing on their tippy toes, trying to capture a glimpse of the king being anointed from a horn of oil by a spring. Which reminds the Gemara brings several halachas pertaining to the anointing of kings. We anoint kings only by a spring, which symbolizes his reign will endure since the spring issues from underground in an endless flow. We do not anoint a king who is the son of a king except on account of a dispute, such as in the case of Shlomo Melch, because of his dispute with Adoniyahu. We anoint kings only from a horn of oil. A horn is durable and represents an enduring reign. And we do not anoint kings who are Kohanim, as it says in the Pasuk, well, Yasu Shevet and Yehuda, the scepter shall not depart from Yehuda. So the crowds were standing on their tippy toes, trying to capture a glimpse of the king, being anointed from a horn of oil by a spring, who was holding two tablets with the forty commandments written on each one. Which reminds the Gemara asks, How were the aluchos written? And brings four opinions. Either there were five dibros on each tablet, or there were ten on each tablet, or twenty on each tablet, with ten on each side, or forty on each tablet, which one or more says means twenty on each side, and another says ten on all four sides. So the crowds were standing on their tippy toes trying to capture a glimpse of the king being anointed from a horn of oil by a spring who was holding two tablets with 40 commandments written on each one that were ablaze in fire. Which reminds what Rabbi Pinchas said in the name of Mishman and Lakish, a Torah she Baruch and Moshe, the Torah that Akash Baruch gave to Moshe, it was given to him as white fire inscribed on black fire. He eish muvlevas eish chatsuv meish meish. It, referring to the Torah, it was fire mixed with fire, hewn from fire, and given from fire. And this is what it's written, from his right hand, he presented the fire of the Torah to them. So the symbol of is a used car. So here goes. The used car salesman, used car salesman, that must be run Daf Yudzayan. The used car salesman who saw his lot of used cars get carried away in a raging stream that emanated from a temple's inner sanctum, which reminds us that the next mission identified one of the 13 temple gates where people would prostrate themselves as the Shar HaMaim, the water gate. The Tanakhama says it was called the Shar HaMaim because through it they would bring the flask of Nisach HaMaim during Sukkot. Rabbi Yezab and Yaakov says that Bo HaMaim through it the waters trickle, Vasinu Yos Yotzi Mitachas Mifsan Habayis and are destined to issue forth from beneath the threshold of the house referring to the Kosh Kadashim. The Gemara brings a description from Savior Cheska where the Navi shown a vision of the stream getting deeper and deeper until it becomes a raging river that the Navi cannot cross and not even a large ship could cross. The Malbin suggests the water symbolizes the flow of Torah knowledge and faith that is destined to flow from the base of Migdash in the future. So the used car salesman who saw his lot of used cars get carried away in a raging stream that emanated from a temple's inner sanctum threw their keys away in despair, which reminds us, when Yehoyach and Malki Yehuda heard that Nebuchadnezzar had summoned him, he took the keys of the base of Migdash and went up to the roof of the Heichel and said to Gosh In the past we were faithful to you and your keys were given over to us. Now they were not faithful, your keys are hereby returned to you. According to one Amora, Zarkin Va'od Yardu, he threw them up to Shemaim and they have not come down. Whereas according to another Amora, the likeness of a hand emerged from Shemaim which took the keys from his hand. 
When all the noblemen of Yehuda saw this, they went up to the rooftops, jumped off, and died. So the used car salesman who saw his lot of used cars get carried away in a raging stream that emanated from the temple's inner sanctum, threw their keys away in despair, and they landed on top of marble and gold tables full of warm bread. Which reminds us, the next mission teaches that among the 13 shulchanos in the base of Midrash, there was a marble shulchan where they placed the lechem upon him when it was brought in, and a gold shulchan for the breads who were taken out, shemalim bakodesh velomoridin, for we ascend in matters kedusha and we do not descend. There was also the golden shulchan in the heichel upon which the lechem upon him would lay continually. The more brings a price that the first shulchan was made of silver, not marble, but it was said in the name of Rabbi Yochan that our Mishnah holds that it was not a shulchan of silver, because silver heats up that which is placed on it and causes the bread to spoil, even though one of the ten nisim in the base of Midrash was that the bread never spoiled. Rabbi Shubin Levi says, nisim. No proof may be cited for miracles, meaning that we may not rely upon a nase. So the simmer of is a chuppah. So here goes. The ten menorahs lined up in front of the chuppah. Chuppah, that must be more on daf yurches. The ten menorahs lined up in front of the chuppah, which reminds us it was taught in a brace that Esa menorahs, Asa Shlomo, Shlomo Melch made ten menorahs for the base of Migdash, five to the right of Moshe's menorah and five to its left. And it's a malchokas based on psukim, whether they were all lit or only Moshe Benus was lit. So the ten menorahs lined up in front of the chuppah, each had a block of wood the size of a truncated amma on top. Which reminds the next Mishnah states, Shoshasar Shofar's Haiba Mikdash, there were 13 collection chests in the base of Mikdash, and one of them was titled Eitzim for the donations of wood to be brought on the Mizbech. Rabbi Shmuel Bar Yitzchak said that since the site of the pyre on the Mizbech built by Moshe was only an Amma by an Amma, therefore the blocks of wood were only the length of a truncated Amma. The Karbanaid explains that if the blocks were a full Amma, they would protrude slightly into the adjacent area on top of the Mizbeach, which was designated as the Gladim's walkway. So the ten menorahs lined up in front of the Chuppah, each had a block of wood the size of a truncated Amma on top, and were burning donated Lavona the size of a Kometz, which reminds us, the Mishnah said that if someone said, Hare Alai Lavona, if it's hereby incumbent on me to bring Lavona, he may not bring less than a Kometz. The more brings a source for this ruling, Nemar Khan Askara, and stated here about the Lavona that is offered on the Mizbech as part of the Lechem Apanim service, memorial portion, and it's stayed there regarding the Mincha that's offered on the Mizbech memorial portion. So just as the Askara with regard to the flower of a Mincha is a full Kometz, so to the Askara mentioned here with regard to the Levona offered with the Lechem Apanim should be a full Kometz. And from here we derive that the standard amount of a Levona offered with a Mincha is a Kometz, and if Levona is offered by itself as an independent offering without the person specifying an amount, he must bring at least a comets. All right, now it's time to conclude our pop quiz, and this quiz will have 15 questions. Here goes. Question number one. Which stuff do you learn that Yehoyachin threw the keys to the base of Mikdash up to Shemaim since Ben Israel no longer faithful? To go to Baruch Hu, that's on Duff. Yudzayin. Good. Number two. Which stuff do you learn Halachus for anointing a king, such as anointing him by a spring and using a horn of oil? That's on Duff. Tezayin. Good. Number three. Which stuff do you learn three different opinions regarding the Aron's location? That's on Duff. Tezbav. Good. Number four. Which stuff do you learn that Rabbi Yoni teaches the importance of being discreet and giving tzedakah from the Pusik Ashrei Maskil El Dal? That's on Duff. Tezbav. Good. Number five. Which stuff do you learn that monies found in front of Sochri Behema are presumed to be Maishashani funds, whereas in Harabais they are presumed to be Chuan? That's on Duff. Your test. Good number six. Wish something that the toy that was given to Moshe Bainu was white fire written upon black fire. That's on Duff. Tezine. Good number seven. Wish something learned two different opinions regarding the source for Moshe Bainu's wealth. That's on Duff. 
Yudalad. Good number eight. Which is something that besides the Shulchan and the Heichel, there were two Shulchanas, one of marble when the Lechem was brought in, and one of gold when the Lechem was taken out. That's on Duff. Yudzain. Good number nine. Which is something that when someone donates an unspecified amount of Levona, the minimum shear is a Komis. That's on Duff. Yudchas. Good number ten. Wish something when it comes to coins found between chests, the call is that you go after the close one, Lahakil, and Maxal Maxal Lahakmir. That's on Duff. Yutes. Good number 11. Wish something when the story of Nachim Ish Gamzu. That was on Duff. Tezvav. Good number 12. Wish something when the reason why Base Gomru did not want to share their craft for making the Lechem Apanim was so that it should not come to be used for a Vodazor. That's on Duff. Yudalad. Good number 13. Wish something when the Pesachi had Zem Mordechai and he was responsible for the Kinim. That's on Duff. Yud Gimel. Good number 14. Wish something when the one is not sure if the meat he bought was from the kosher store or the nine Nevele shops. The rule is Kol Kavul Kamechsel Mechsedami. That's on Duff. Yud Tess. Good. And number 15. Wish stuff did Yechezkel have a vision of the stream stricken from the base of Migdash growing into a raging river in the future? That's on Duff. Yudzai. Excellent. That concludes the pop quiz. This is Rabbi Avram Golden Zichur wishing you a great day and great learning.